The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I Hey everybody, it's Sarah. This is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Hey, welcome. Hey everybody, I hope you're doing fine or such. We know we are. <laughs> doing fine? I don't know. Are we? Yeah, I guess. We don't okay. have to go to the deodorant factory None for a while yet. None of us have had a mental breakdown no. this week. No. I don't think so. Uh, well, I'm fine. I mean, you or I. I haven't. usually always. Some do. of our friends oh, have. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting on Tina's baby. Oh, I right. Know, but she, she's going to shit that out pretty soon. We check on her every. Our one young yeah. friend. Um, who's, who's having a baby much younger than and we're going to be of so old. old yeah, at that grad party. Probably sh- the baby will think we're her grandmas, but yeah. really we're honorary aunties but we keep checking in on tina and ace every day to see if the babies come and it has not no first babies like to stick in they sure do so we're excited but we'll let you know um programming note also we have called one of our besties the colonel for some time and Mm -hmm. she is now wanting to be called the warden. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep you updated yeah. on that as we go. But just to let you know, Colonel <laughs> has now become the warden. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, issues. There's been a lot of drama issues. in our friend yeah. group. You and I have been really surprisingly boring serenity I know. in our group. God, yeah. that's so great. For Everything once. else. Yeah, for once, we've got our shit together. I know. Who knew? I mean, we've been showering. Yeah. Cleaning our lady yeah. parts. Yeah, I clean my house. Yeah. I know. Just God. really killing Just it, taking it up right a right now. Taking it up a notch. <laughs> the cleaning of this, the body and the home. This is a Megan and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, You've never known. <laughs> we just are so on the ball. All right. Not bar right now is screaming, going, I have my shit together. Of course I she is. I have it together all the time. Of course she is. Yeah. Um, and we wouldn't have her shit together if she didn't live and had been born. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. She her life is the exactly. whole reason. Exactly. For everything. Um now she's clenching her fist. Yes. <laughs> giving us the big middle finger. Um do you have something, a glitter in your shitter week that got you through the week that you love? Yes. Um, it's called. Yep. Grandma Bee's Cucumbers. Is that some sort of a weird dildo? It. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if all of our ears want to hear about a grandma's dildo. Grandma B has passed on. Oh, oh my no. God. My so dad right now is listening just 
incredulous. Cannot believe that you just said his mom had a dildo. Oh my God. Would it have been an old wooden, <laughs> wooden whittled dildo from the farm? <laughs> and it has old Americana stain on it. Oh or? my God. Oh my God. Grandma B's cucumbers is a recipe. <laughs> oh. And yeah. I haven't shared a recipe for a while. No, people like your so, recipes. That's always good. Um, My grandma made these and it is my favorite summer treat. So you use heavy whipping cream. Ooh. And all then right. you put some vinegar in it. Oh. Yeah. And then you season it a little bit. And then you peel. Do you season it with cucumber? What's that stuff you put in the chicken in the bag and you shake it, shake and bake? No, no, it's (laughs) not shake and bake. No, okay, no, Um, it's Lowry seasoning salt sometimes, or maybe some garlic salt. And always, I always add dill. But um, then you have to peel the cucumber. Mm -hmm. So all the green is off, and then you have to slice the cucumbers so thinly that they're like still in a circle yes they're still in a circle but you just slice them very very thinly and then you slice onions like in long pieces in like the rings so very thin sliced onions and you put it all together and it is the best summer treat ever it's also amazing if you just make that cream mixture and put it on lettuce like as a salad dressing and it's also amazing when it mixes on your plate with like corn on the cob cream cucumbers a steak what like it's the best grilling side salad a midwestern thing and some of our coastal listeners and other country listeners have they don't know about their summer eating they're struggling Okay, well, I'm going to put the recipe on and I want everyone to try it this week. Some of them who are from the Midwest are like, duh, we eat that all the time every summer. But I've never heard of that once. It's like my grandma used to make them with the garden cucumbers. Like they were called grandma. I like cucumbers. Garden cukes. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're so good. It's so good. All right. We'll try it. We'll have people try and tell us. Okay. What's yours, bitch? Mine. Um, I'm trying to be better at putting on sunscreen on my face yeah. because I look elderly <laughs> and I have pale skin and I burn instantly. You so do. I found, and usually I'll, I hate everything I put on my, either I burn through it anyway, or then it's so oily that you just become a pizza face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Then you dab it but, with a napkin like you do with pizza before yeah. you eat it. And yeah. That's and what you do just, to your face. That's where yeah. you get your grease for mm-hmm. your um, cooking. Yeah. But I found this. Hawaii, I just grabbed it from Target and I thought, whatever. It's a little tiny bottle and it's Hawaiian Tropic because I mm-hmm. like the, the smell. smell. Yeah. And it's called Weightless Face. It's 30 um, oil-free lotion sunscreen. And I just put it on every day and I've never had a breakout from it and I've never gotten burned and I never reapply. Let me smell it. I put it on like in the morning if I go out and like water my plants, I never put it on again and I haven't been burned all summer. That's and when I went Ooh. to the resort. Yeah. 
Um, Craigans. I put this on in the morning and never reapplied, and I was out sitting, and I never got burned. Um, and never had any like never had any breakout or anything so far. You know, and sometimes you'll get like that oil. You can tell like oily by your or your hair gets all oily. Well, my hair's always oily anyway, so I can't. I can't judge by that, but it's great. (laughs) So I'll put a picture. So if you're struggling with something. And you never, you don't feel it on. Like no, it is really light. It is weightless. Yeah. I just so put it on. Yeah. Listener. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Um, TikTok. We still have not learned how to make videos. Well, I know. We got. I just got to play around with that. It's so hard because I spend the first two months of summer coming down from the yeah. stress and PTSD and the wanting to Mm -hmm. jump off a bridge every day by the time august (laughs) comes around and i have creativity again and want to like be creative and do art and and do stuff but then the deodorant factory starts again and then i go into jumping off a bridge and so i only have like a week where i feel like being creative so i gotta use it wisely i guess when it comes um and try to deal with the stress of do we just talk to the camera well, you do all sorts of and stuff. And like you just say, yeah. hey, this is... We can do all sorts Megan. of things. Yes. Um, but we have a Facebook hey. group that, again, has really funny people on it. Mm-hmm. And very nice people and very smart people. Um, and we like to just pick kind of a favorite thing mm-hmm. that happened just because it's funny. And one was from today. It was like an old timey, like two fifties women, black and white. And one says to the other, do you exercise? And then the other woman said, well, I run my mouth a lot. Uh, and I just thought that's, I just laughed, laughed because that's so true. <laughs> that's I so true. was going to pick and that's a badass, that you know? one too. Yeah. I like loved it. I know we always do like this. Oh, same. I forgot to write what was her name. Oh, um, that one who posted that was Becky Lasseur. Yes, give her yes, credit, Becky. That was, a good one. that was a good one. We both see now. I'm not prepared because we we'll see another one. Um, that's all right. Maybe we can come back. Okay, because I liked that we both like that one. Oh, shoot oh my god, god the kirkland hard seltzer yeah. went down you guys right into my crotch. down into the crotch oh, oh my god i know which one oh. i liked now i think you put it up though so sorry to not give anyone else credit but the guy the one that said with the girls the oh. sister said hey mom and dad we want to make a band and they were like take your brother with you <laughs> And then the brother's a complete <laughs> asshole. The brother was <laughs> nightmare. And then he was on Angel Dust. Jo- yeah, <laughs> like Something dancing really weird. Was not right. And then um, Joe Bernhardt posted like the whole video from Boney M called "Daddy Cool," and oh it my is God. fucked. Yeah, so fucked. That but was a funny. good one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what what do we have for you today? So we watched a Forensic Files. We love them. We love them. They're our favorite. Carol does not make an appearance, unfortunately. No, Carol. Well, yeah, she does. She does? Yes. Oh, okay. She does. She could, could I have been her. I missed it. Okay. I think she does. Okay. 
Um, this one is called All the World's a Stage. And I don't know why it's called that unless it meant of staging of the crime. Yes. But it was misleading because I thought it was going to have some sort yeah. of a play yep. in it. I did too. Yeah. Uh, so this one's pretty good. Uh it takes place in 1989. So we're going into the 80s from the 90s. We're usually in uh, some movies from 1989. This one, when you were making the 90s playlist. So this would have been kind of an 80s, actually. The movie Lean on Me. Do you remember that mm-hmm. one about the principal yes. who tried to yeah. um, actually discipline and um, mm-hmm. do uh work yeah um that movie had a soundtrack that my friend cab it was christy that's her initials we called her cab played all the time because she drove us to school and the song she's a skeezer no not again roxanne shanti was played as loud as we could leaving school and to school so if you know that soundtrack or can find that i was probably only can find it online although i think it's on apple music actually um skeezer I, by Shanti and you will die listeners you unfortunately will die i couldn't get it on our you didn't even playlist. try you didn't I even did try. try i looked it up and it did not exist on spotify so you're welcome um, you're welcome there was the yes. There was the movie The Abyss. I think I've talked about before, and the drowning scene that traumatized me. So the Abyss is about like these scientists who live in some dumbass structure mm-hmm. at the big ass trench, and they're trying to study this dumbass trench, probably Mariana Trench, that goes another like seven miles down into the sea, and is unexplored. Um, and then a naughty comes aboard who's like a secret agent and has like nuclear bombs and stuff and all stuff goes to hell. And then there's some aliens at the end. <laughs> so it's, that's the whole thing. Um, but there's a scene where it's Ed Harris as a young, yeah. but he still looks 60 and Mary Elizabeth. By the way, Antonio. Did you see Ed Harris in the top gun? Yes. He's really aged. Yeah. Well, he looked 90 in 1979 i always found him to be an attractive yeah. older man but i i do too but, but i mean like, he's finally it's that is catching up with him he old okay um so ed harris is in like a submarine little baby submarine like two or three people mm-hmm. fit in and mary elizabeth master antonio's in there and it breaks down and it starts flooding which i think it would be so cold you would die anyway and there's only for some reason only one scuba suit even though there should be enough for every rider. Right. And so Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio says she'll drown. He can put on the suit and carry her body back and then bring Zapper back to life. And when they get back to the structure. So okay. they go in like the scene, like just watching the water fill up and her terror and then her just drowning. And I just the, the thought of drowning is like my worst oh, yeah. nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so just watching her just drown, which is horrible. And then the theory is that her body would be so cold that she would be able to be revived. And then she was. And so then, of course, they have to strip her like naked. You have to be naked when you get zapped or so boobs. And then they're shocking her like 1600 times and she comes back to life um but that scarred me i remember being scared and then (laughs) there's this movie called dead calm that was really good but no one's probably ever heard of it and it's a baby nicole kidman before she met tom cruise but she's like this woman who's married to sam neal who's a great actor Uh uh-huh 
I think he's Australian or or British or British. One of I, you know, they I get those mixed up <laughs> because they can blend so easily into each other. Not like American, but Billy uh-huh. Zane, an American who was very sexy in the eighties. And Billy Zane, I don't know what happened. He was on the he was the Titanic. Yeah, he had very dark hair and dark. Um, and he shaved it all off, so he's just bald. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he did actually have hair, so I don't know mm-hmm. what happened. Was um, he but in that's like a, the Young Guns mo- or some he was movie or something. I think. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, anyway, that's a good movie. So this couple is recovering from some tragedy that happened to them on their yacht, mm-hmm. and then they pick up Billy Zane, and then he's a naughty, and all, and then they're trying to survive this guy. Um, so that's actually pretty good. Um, the movie everyone needs to see from 1989, Roadhouse. Yes! Patrick Swayze. Of course, everyone has to have seen it. And... Um, what was his name? Dalton? Yes. Something. And then the guy with the mustache is Sam, in it. Uh, yeah. Sam. What the fuck? He's in 1883. <laughs> and I could see his face. We can't remember and his name And he's in a Star is Born, the new one. Yep. Sam. Yep. Nutbar screaming. Nutbar. Anyway, we'll move on from there. Every time we can't remember his name. And Steel Magnolias, Batman with Jack Nicholson, Joker, mm-hmm. which great. That was a good Christmas one. Vacation, <laughs> which I watch every year. That was in yeah. 1989. I know, forever. God, ago. I feel like I grew up watching I know. it, but I was already yeah. halfway grown up. Uh, books that came out: Number the Stars. Uh-huh. I always thought it was before that, but um, Time to Kill. That's a, a great. great movie. His name is fucking Sam Elliott. Yes, God, we're we so dumb. I know. Okay, I know we're dumb. Okay. Um. Wait, so you said number the stars and then what? A time to kill. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's good that Joy Luck sense. Club was great. Oh, yeah. That wasn't Babysitters my Club books were yeah. huge. Yeah. Um probably still like uh this twins, Sweet Valley High yeah. probably were too, but maybe they were Sweet Valley out. was a little yeah. before. The- Saturday morning shows. So if you were um, this show, I remember and I never remember the name and I don't even remember anything about it. But it was like I finally found it. So on Saturday morning and I was in like junior high. So yeah. it was like way mm-hmm. old. But I still watched every Saturday morning yeah. cartoon or whatever. And it was this show. It was a half an hour. And I find it's called Animal Crack Ups. So Alan Thick would host yes, it and yep. he would, he would, there would always be like four celebrities and Betty mm-hmm. White was always uh-huh. one of them because she Loves was animals. huge into animals. Yeah. So these celebrities would try to answer, he would show like a monkey and then they would pause and say, what's a monkey going to do next? And then he would show the monkey mm-hmm. like eating its poop. And then whoever got all the points would get the most to their animal charity right. or whatever. And I watched that show constantly. And then I always thought I, there was in my memory, I'm like, there was this show and I never could find it. And then all of a sudden it was like animal crack up. So if you remember, um, like Betty White would always be on it and like Jack Hanna and what's her name from the San Diego Zoo and all the like tons of other like uh, act uh, uh what was show was Alan Thick on? Growing Pains yes. people would be on. Um, Rip Alan yeah. Thick, by the way. And then there was another culture, cartoon called Dink, the Little Dinosaur. No. Why is there a show called Dink? That was not the a little show. dinosaur. Does no. anyone remember watching Dink? No. Why would they do it? And then why call a dinosaur Dink and not like Grog or something, Caveman or something? Not that people were there, but why Dink? 
He doesn't want to be called Dink. That was not a real show. It was. And then Pee Wee's Playhouse, Muppet Babies, yeah. Elf, the I animated series. Yep. Um, so those were good. What What were we listening to? Oh, my God. Well, when I looked up these songs, I immediately was like in eighth grade again. Yeah. Because I was in eighth grade. I was grade nine. In 1989. And so... I thought about the summer I spent with TT. Uh, I think I lived there at her house the whole summer. I don't think I ever went home to my house. And so all these songs made me think of that. Um, The number one song that year was... If you see me walking by and the tears are in my eyes, look away, baby, look away. That was number one? Yeah, that was Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Brown had my prerogative. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that drove everyone crazy was She Drives Me Crazy by the Fine Young Cannibals. Remember that song? I thought that was way before that. Yeah. um, This year was Paula Abdul's year. So every Paula Abdul, my best friend um, Sarah Jones and I, uh, in eighth grade, made up a dance at lunch to Straight Up, Now Tell Me. And it was... And you were dancing during lunch? Yeah, during lunch. Yeah, we would eat and then we would go to the little corner oh. of the cafeteria and practice our dance. Um, and so straight up, Cold Hearted Snake, all those were uh, big. Richard Marks had yep. right here waiting yes. for you. Yeah. Um, Millie Vanilli had Girl, You Know It's True. Every Rose Has Its Thorn oh. by Poison. That's right. Like a Prayer oh. by Madonna. Yeah. That's what reminds me of TT because her neighbor across the street, her mom wouldn't let her listen to that song. Oh, like Lord. a Prayer because it was blasphemous. Dumb. Yeah. And Cassie's favorite, Bette Midler's The Wind oh, Beneath I know. My Wings. Yes. Yeah, so there were so many that good was a songs. Good year. It was a great oh. year. Um, do you remember the song that had that the guy held that note at the end? When I'm with you, no, and he just kept holding it and holding it. I couldn't have been able to handle that. I would have lost. Yeah, my you would have died. It, it was called like, no, "When I'm, I'm With You" by Sheriff, and I remember. I, I would have just. This is unacceptable. Yeah. And then the last one I want to mention, is, this is a shout out to Nut Bar again. Nutty and I used to mm. sing this. We still do sing it nonstop. And it's Eternal Flame. Yeah, you do. By the Bengals. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> we still sing it. Always. Close your yeah. eyes. And then one of us would go, eyes, give <laughs> me your hand, darling. And then, darling. Yeah, we had we were harmonizing. Holy shit, were we good? We fucking should have been in the Bangles. You should have been. But uh, that was eighty nine. It was a great year for music. Good job, that Michael Damien. Remember him from Yes, um, Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Danny Romalotti. Danny Romalotti. He had Rack On. Oh, Remember that song? I do. Shit, it he was had a good hair year. as big as Texas. Yes. He yes. sure did. Fuck yeah, it was a great year. And then All he right. left to yeah. be Joseph for a while and take over yeah. after Donnie Osmond. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. He's probably 110. I don't know. <laughs> he's singing to the old folks' home. <laughs> Golden oldies. 
Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into our story. All yep. the world's a stage. Forensic we don't know why. Files. He's only he was born in. 1962 Michael Damien so he's only 60 is he still on Young and the Restless I don't know what does he do now he was on it for a while not too long ago um what does he do I don't know it looks like he's on some Hallmark Channel movies for a while but he hasn't done anything for quite some time Looks like 2009 was like the he last. retired. Yeah, he's retired. Good for him. Living life. All right, go on. All right, we're going to meet Pilar Sanyas Nicolau. Mm-hmm. She grew up in Valencia, Spain. Yes. She went to school in Paris and then moved to the United States where she took a job as a nanny in Boston. So she actually was fluent in Spanish, in a thousand languages, French, and English. Um, her sister Carmen, we see a few times, who um, is probably also fluent in those three languages as well. I'm sure they all seemed very, very, yes. very smart. And she described her sister Pilar as culturally knowledgeable, which I feel like if you're a Paris, you know they they just seem so much better. <laughs> they feel like they can dress they dress really well just mm-hmm. to go to the shitty target or whatever mm-hmm. and they just seem so much i don't know instead of a big gunty going yeah. into the grocery store and buying a bunch of big giant pads yeah i don't know i feel like they must do that in, in paris but i don't think they do if they buy pads it's in a wonderful basket with a loaf of french bread yeah. on one side and beautiful flowers on the other and yeah. they're walking in a lovely like audrey hepburn skirt yeah. and beautiful little blouse with buttons yeah. well i'm wearing giant torn shitty period mm-hmm. shorts and a mm-hmm. t-shirt that's too small mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah they i are can't better compete than us. Yeah. i can't compete um she uh, loved everything. She was very European, but her sister said once she got to the United States, she really adapted to America and became an American. Mm-hmm. She loved also American culture and all of that. And she just was like a kind of a chameleon could just adapt and learn and was actually very, very smart. She was in the United States for not too long. And in Boston, she met Ted MacArthur. And they show a picture of him because he was a Boston area policeman. And he Mm -hmm. had like his policeman photo you get that's like the headshot and the flag is behind you that like military people get and astronauts Mm -hmm. and stuff. I wrote, (laughs) can this photo be worse? (laughs) This guy, I mean, he looks like classic nerd. Like if you were casting for Revenge of the Nerds, you would have his picture there and just... If people walk in, you'd say next, mm-hmm. next, until they looked exactly like his picture. Because mm-hmm. it was classic nerd. And then he slouched. Like, sit up straight, dick. You're a policeman. Look at least like you're not a weird nerd jerking. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? And then I know they don't smile or whatever, but he just had a look on his face like maybe he had a bit of like you know, put the fork in the light switch or something. <laughs> like there's a little bit of damage in his brain. Um, 
And so it looked like, oh, he's simple. He's slouched. This is classic nerd. Yeah. I, I couldn't. And then this is the picture. I'm glad they showed this picture because he's a dick. But I thought, what about this man? Does a Parisian wearing a beautiful American in Paris type outfit. <laughs> barely gets her period. Carrying a basket with yeah. French bread and flowers. Seen right. in this dick. Right. What's going on? Right. And then I thought, does she... She must not see. <laughs> I mean, if you w- need to have glasses in Paris, you don't wear them. You're no. not going to be a four eyes. No, that's not so classy. she couldn't see. She mm. couldn't. So, I mean, that explains it all. Mm-hmm. We see her friend, Jenny Alvarez, who was a smart ass bitch. Yeah. And I feel that if people had listened to Jenny, none of that, we wouldn't be here talking about the story. Right. right. Jenny is a badass. Mm -hmm. She describes at the beginning that he was really good for her. She fell in love with him and she said they were very attractive. And I'm just going to write dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Um, The narrator says, okay, they marry. We see the wedding photo. I thought she looked quite beautiful, but 12, I mean, so young in the, wedding photo she has like a normal like it's just probably 70s mm-hmm. so she had a 70s type wedding dress on <laughs> this dick munch he's wearing like the white suit which probably is very 70s yeah i think so. he looks 80 like old he's wearing child molester glasses I mean, that had to be the brand, Child Molester. They're the big, <laughs> hot glasses that are tinted, and only a child molester wears yes. those from the 70s. Yes. Why are you wearing these tinted glasses in your wedding? In your wedding photo? I mean, I mean, I guess that was a style. I mean, he and he looks like he's her grandpa. Yes. I, I don't... And he he wasn't that old. He just looks... He's Sometimes people just look old. Yeah. I don't know. He looked old. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, no. People that day had to watch that wedding and be like, God damn it. They end up having two children and move to Miami. Ted gets a job with the local police there. He um, somehow becomes a homicide detective. So, I mean... He, and was well know. respected. I don't understand this. Carmen, the sister, said that Pilar would tell her, you know, he's very successful in his detective job. He would solve big cases. Uh, everything's going great. Things are going fine. He's made a, uh, you know, he's made a name for himself in Miami. The kids are doing great. We're really happy. She gets a job as a corrections officer. Mm-hmm. And her friend, Jenny, said she was so nice that these inmates who normally you know are disgusting and swear and sexually abuse they couldn't even do that to her they couldn't even be mean to her because she was so nice and so they never treated her bad Mm -hmm. um so that's how nice this woman was we get to august 1st 1989 the two young children are in boston visiting grandma and grandpa because that's where ted is from and that's where pilar first met him right and we get to very early in the morning that day at 8.30 a.m., Ted has called 911. So the we, see, we hear the call, and the woman 911 operator says, you know, do you have an emergency? And this person, Ted, I don't know if this is how he worded it. 
So he needs, I need rescue. He gives his address. He says, my wife was fucking around with a gun and shot herself. Mm-hmm. My wife was fucking around with a gun. First off, I would just say, sir, stop right there. What, what are you, t- your wife was fucking around with a gun. What does that mean? She shot herself and you're just going to s- word it like that. Right. Not like accidentally shot herself. Just she's fucking around with a gun. I, I, I thought what, how disrespectful, first of all, like if she's dead or hurt, you're just saying she was just fucking around. She's fucking around with a vacuum and z- vacuumed up her cooch. <laughs> and now she's yelling. <laughs> What the hell is going on? I don't know. And then they just are like, is this a house or she apartment? She's fucking around. That's and what he's he saying. And he yells, this yeah. is Sergeant MacArthur. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And they're and like, then, oh, Sergeant MacArthur. Yeah. And they Sorry. said, where is she shot? In the head. And I'm like, well, okay. Jesus. And so the ab- ambulance gets there just a few minutes later. He's performing CPR. Um but she's dead. Yeah. Like she, they can see she's dead when they get there. Uh, she has a single gunshot wound right in her temple. So Detective Don Slavonic comes in and he says he, he doesn't work with Ted, but he knows of Ted. And he said they were at some weird detective classes or something together like in the previous year so he knows of him he knows who he is he said he has a reputation he's a good worker he's a good investigator but he's gonna investigate this crime you know and look at every angle not just because ted's one of their own right um ted tells the police that are there in kind of a joking way that you know him she just put the gun to her head and pulled the trigger. I guess she didn't know it was loaded. She said it wasn't. Uh, no one does that, Sarah. No, she is a trained corrections no officer. No one does that except the weirdo who was explaining yes, gunshots I wrote at the that end. down, too. No God. one okay. does this. Unless you are on Jenkum right. or on Mushrooms or... I, I don't... No one would right. do this. And especially someone trained in firearms, right there, I just would have been, sir, no, that's not what happened. We're done here. Stop. Sit down. You're arrested. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, she didn't do this. Um, her friends and sister right away are just like, she's she has gun. She mm-hmm. has a gun. She's trained. She carries a gun. She's not ever going to do this. And they said, this was not her. She's not going to jokingly be a, a clown and put a gun to her head and pull the trigger. <laughs> What a the little hell? bang flag and isn't going to come yeah, out of it. And she would know a loaded gun from a not loaded gun. She would know how to check. And this was like a revolver, like with yeah. the six bullets. Yep. You, you know how to check that. Yes. Oh, he says like, um, well, the fr- her sister actually says like, I know she was not that fucking stupid. Right. She says she had common sense. She's trained. She's very intelligent. Her sister actually says, no way, Jose. Right. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she, no. she said no way, Jose. And her friend, Jenny, who's a colonel, was yes. like, she knew you do not play around or joke around with guns. She's like, you do not. And a law enforcement per- person would not be that much of a dumb idiot. No. Not at all. So right away, the cops are very suspicious. And 35-year-old Pilar is now dead. Her husband at the time, I think they said he was 39, 
Even though he looked 190 yes. when they got married. They questioned Ted. And they're, you know, they're saying, are you going to tell us the truth or whatever? And he's like, yeah. And they said, well, tell us what happened. So Ted says he's getting ready in the morning. Um, Pilar was still asleep. So Ted, being just a sexy beast that he is, mm-hmm. decides to playfully wake her up by squirting her with a water pistol. I would be pissed. Oh, my God. First of all, if my kids are gone, my two little kids in the picture. I mean, at this time, they were I, I don't know if they might have been older, but if my kids are gone and I can sleep and you're waking me up by squirting me with in the water, face and yeah. the tits with water yeah. gun. That's not fun. No. And so then Ted says, I went into the bathroom to refill the water. So you used a whole water pistol on her? What is she soaking in your bed? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Like, I'm going to get her some more. Yeah. And just spray just in give your me crotch. some refill time. Yeah. So he goes into the bathroom to refill it. When he returns, he sees Pilar awake with his gun, his police revolver. Why wouldn't she use her own? I don't know. Um, to her head. And he says, oh, no, don't do that. And she says, don't worry. It's not loaded. And then shoots herself in the head. Mm-hmm. Ted said immediately he calls 911. And then he grabs Pilar off the bed, puts her on the floor to begin CPR. Right. And that's when the ambulance came. So at the scene, the police actually find this Dick's water gun. They say the bullet wound was on the left side of her head, which, okay, she was, that's what he said he, she held it up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we start seeing some issues. So there was only one empty cartridge in the gun's chamber. So all the five other shells were on the nightstand. So I don't understand why she would just empty the gun that was fully loaded and only take out five when she would know there were six. So if you just take out five bullets, knowing the gun holds six, knowing the gun was fully loaded, she wouldn't just say, oh, I'm there's playing one more. Russian roulette. Yeah. Is that what they I'm going to play Russian yeah. roulette this morning just because my husband's a dick and squirted yeah. me in the tits. Yeah. That alone doesn't nope. make any sense. Nope. No one would be that dumb. Nope. No woman would be that dumb. I should That's say men will do that. No sure. woman would be that goddamn dumb on a morning where she can sleep in. Right. There's no right. way. No, no way. My God, she would just rather have her diarrhea and go have coffee and sit and watch TV or read her goddamn book and not deal with her husband. So problem number one, the police are seeing this and they're like, this is fucked. They test his hands right away for gunpowder residue. They do not find any. Yeah. Which I went, oh, no. All right. But anyway, they don't give up. Um, They don't take his word. They keep looking. In Detective Slavonic thoughts, I'm going to Ted saying everything's fine and dandy in their marriage, but he decides he's going to go to her friends because detectives know you're going to get the real story from the woman's friends. Right. You're going to see hear every horrible thing the husband does that has been told to the woman's friends. Yep. Because every woman tells, tells their, their friends, friends everything. The yes. horrible things their husband do, does. Yes. The foul, gross things their husband does exactly and the dick things their husband says think about what we know about each other's husbands and what we would have to tell police oh no um phil just only likes to eat plain chicken and that to me is ungodly (laughs) so that says killer right there (laughs) 
Jamie runs 100 miles, so yes. he's insane. Jamie makes Sarah carry a toilet for him when he runs. <laughs> the toilet behind <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I run behind him doing the 100 mile carrying the toilet. <laughs> and he says, no, no, you can just stay in one spot. Yeah. And I say, no, I'm going to run behind. <laughs> oh, my God. The detective says, hmm, well, I found uh, very few people that would say good things about him. Most of the people I talked to said he was a total ass bag. Right. That he was a fart face. But they did say he was like respected as a detective. He did. They did. Yes. Which I find hard to believe. I know. Because this guy was a shit pipe. A to- <laughs> And evil, clearly, and no conscience, and yeah. obviously a narcissist yeah. with a huge ego that doesn't match the face or the body. No, no. I wish women had the ego of very ugly men. Me too. Because then we would totally rule the rule world. The world. Oh, my God. We all need to be Beth Dutton. We do. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, P- Pilar told her friends that this Dick Ted was spending money faster than they were making it. And their police officer, correction officer, they're not raking it in. No. Um, they're like at teacher level yeah. where you barely can work survive. Work your ass off yeah. every day. Yeah. And you work, your, you work 700 it's hours a week. a month. Yeah. And you can't afford yep. anything. No. She said that he was weirdly withdrawing $200, $300 weirdly at a time and had no, she had no clue where this money was going. Um, several months before she died, she said she went to the grocery store when you still would write a check. Yeah. And I still remember going grocery shopping with my grandma and she would always sign it. Mrs. Mrs. Donald Nelson, Mrs. Donald T. Nelson. And I would always say, how come you got to have your grandpa's name on there? She's like, that's just what my name is. Mrs. And I'm like, that's not your, you're not Donald, you're Harriet. And you know, I just... That women had we would to, that never women, think of that. I would, would never think? sign I Mrs. Jamie Mrs. Nelson's. I should just always have his name on everything I do and have Mrs. it in his name. Philip McDermott. Mrs. James Nelson. I would never think to do that, but that was my grandma signed everything that way. Mm-hmm. Is that even legal now to sign it that way? I don't know. I don't know. I'll find out about that. Anyway, she writes a check for groceries and the check bounces because they had zero money and she had no idea. Pilar, though, is not a dumb bitch. She is like, holy shit, I'm going to I'm going to find out what the hell he's doing. She goes to his wallet right away and she sees a picture of a lady sitting on a bed. And she either has like described it as like a little nighty. But in the reenactment, she had like a blue bra on and a cute matching underwear. But was that picture that they showed the actual picture? I don't picture think so. They, I think okay. that was a Carol. That was like a Carol. Yeah, okay. they made her put on a cute okay. blue bra and underwear. Yeah. Because if she Carol was in a real bra and underwear, her real bra would be a stained off-white, yeah. sagging tits yeah. bra that's yeah. threadbare and the snaps barely attached. And then her period underwear that would be big grandma underwear with torn elastic okay. and holes. Right. I'm assuming right. that Carol would have my underwear, like my underwear. Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> If Jamie were to say disrobe and show me your underwear, he would then vomit. I was <laughs> he would vomit and run. I just had a revelation. Like I can throw all my period stained underwear away because you don't I'll ever never have to, I know it's not the best thing ever. <gasps> underwear again. I should go oh buy all God. new underwear. It's you like will liberation. never filth up your underwear <gasps> again. Oh my God. Hysterectomies are the I best. Know. Oh, by the way, 
Did you see in my text, a normal uterus is supposed to weigh 60 to 90 grams and mine weighed 230 grams. You had a lot of shit attached. Jesus. Polyps and shit. At any rate, carry on. So she sees this picture of this hottie in underwear. With no period stains. None. And no pubes sticking out to the knee and up to the boobs. Well groomed. Yeah. And Pilar goes to Ted and says, what the hell is this? What? Why do you have a woman's picture in your wallet? And he tells her it's from a case. Gross, Ted. So that is even more gross. Yes. Like, is she dead and you're carrying right. around her picture? Or is she a, someone who you're trying to help and that's inappropriate? Right. She looks at the back and there are numbers on the back and she knows case numbers because she's in law enforcement and it's a fucking phone number. Well, everyone knows a fucking yes. phone number. Well, of course. They made it seem like the, what a brilliant yeah. deductive reasoning. Right. It's a phone she, number. Yeah. She's so, yeah. Like, duh, we know it's a fucking phone She number. follows Ted. Um, They said instead of hiring somebody, she does it herself. What wife wouldn't just follow him then? You wouldn't. I mean just everyone would where i would you would follow him if you really want to know mm-hmm. or stalk around town and see where his car is at. Right, exactly um she she's following him around one day she sees him walk into a bar she walks in and somehow sits without him noticing um because she can see his table clearly and he doesn't notice her and this is where we have another Carol, but the younger a younger Carol maybe um uh. because this Carol in the reenactment, they only zoomed into her biggins, her tits. She's wearing like a white t-shirt and has some biggins. Mm-hmm. And they just go zoom into the, and, all, and they follow the biggins around as the woman is getting like a drink and follow of the course. biggins back to the yeah. seat. Not her face, no. not her body, just the biggins. It's yeah. just tits. I thought, come on. Um. So anyway, Pilar sees that her husband is having a romantic dinner time out bar with right. this woman who actually ends up being someone Pilar knows because she's like the court. She's like the crime reporter. Yeah. And she probably has to deal with her every once in a while yeah. for crime shit. Uh, the police did. So here we see the detective on the case and they said, we asked Ted if he was seeing anyone else and he lied at first and they push him on it. And he says, "Yes, I'm. I'm dating somebody. No, you're having an affair, right? You have a you're mistress. Still fucking married, yeah. Or you were before right. She died. And then he yeah. says, "I'm not going to give you her name." And then the detective, which I'm going to use this at the deodorant factor from now on, he says, "This isn't open for debate. I want her name. Like you need to yeah. answer me. There is no debate here. You tell he me her real name. Tough. Yeah." And so he had to give her her name. And that's when we find out she's the crime reporter Mm -hmm. for the Miami Herald. Why? And she had some, she seemed like a very attractive woman. Is she with Mm -hmm. some detective that looks like a, a bird poop on the side? Like, like I said, of whose ever husband we were talking about, a cat pee come to life. (laughs) Why would she date a cat pee come to life? When she could have anybody, so could Pilar. Yeah. Why are you not finding a sexy Frenchman? I don't know. Why are you dating this pile of butts? Because people are weird. A pile of butts? Pilar then 
um, goes to Ted and says, I know you're having this affair. And Pilar, she puts effort into making it work, work. with Why? Ted. Why? I wrote, no. Why? Why? No. He was Pilar. N- he was not handsome. Pilar. Pilar. He was overweight, which is fine. Mm. But Pilar, again, you could have a hot Ricky Ricardo type husband instead of this pile of Sasquatch poop. Didn't it look like one side of his face was not working I mean, for a time? I, I feel like, I don't yeah. know. Something was wrong with I mean, him. Something was wrong with him top to bottom. Yeah. And he is having an affair. He's a monster dick. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, she decides she's going to work hard and tells her friends this on looking good, losing weight, which she was already like one pound. I know. She was thin. Yeah. As thin can be. Getting a total makeover, changing her entire story, uh, style of clothing to include naughty lingerie and mm-hmm. clean underwear. Yeah. And changing they her even whole... said that. I know. They said it in the show. She was getting some sexy lingerie. Fuck that, Forensic For Files. This yeah. dick? God. I just don't know why. Why, 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 why? Why? No. Ted promises Pilar, he says, he's going to buy her $30,000 luxury car. First off, this is in the 80s. How? I can't afford a $30,000 luxury car at no. all. Nope. I couldn't even close afford that. And I have a job for 800 years. Right. And one child. I can't afford that. Then he says he's going to make a deposit on a new home. I can't do that either. No. Where is this money coming from when you've already spent all of it that they can't even afford groceries? But she doesn't question him. No. She gets very, very excited. Then... A couple days after that, but a few days before Pilar's death, Ted decides to arrange a romantic evening for her. And she obviously wanted that. But again, we would say, you know what? I'm just going to pass or I'm going to take the cash. (laughs) (laughs) The cash you were going to spend on this night. Just give me the cash. He draws a bath. Jamie's never done that for me ever. Maybe if I was hammered and don't remember on hams, I don't no, think he ever did. He's never. He done might that. have if I was hammered. Well, one time you remember when I was you were in the bathtub in without the tub water. with your, um, all your clothes on. Yeah. He wasn't going to start running no. it then. No, he lights candles around the bathtub, and then what does he do? He brings a television into mm-hmm. the bathtub so she can watch. Yeah, uh, her Duke's a hazard while relaxing in the tub. Now, a real man would be like, we don't need a TV because I'm going to get in there with you and sex your shit up. Correct. No, here's but a TV. <laughs> that's one of the issues. There's others as well. But then she, now this is where Carol had to get into the bathtub in the reenactment. Oh, here And the Carol. bathtub was yes. only suds. Yes. So her business was very close to showing yeah. there was like yeah. her knees were sticking out and bare there was one inch of water and just suds and so her business is very close to being shown to everybody and then of course i think of the golden girls where blanche and sophia are dating the same old guy and they're competing with each other for the same um old man and sophia's on a date with him 
and Blanche is trying to make him jealous. So Blanche is in her nightgown and says, um, excuse me, I'm going to take a long, hot, steamy bath with just enough water to barely cover my perky bosoms. And Sophia says, you're only going to sit in an inch of water? (laughs) Kiss me every time. (laughs) Oh, so good. Burn. Yeah, that's a great Sophia burn. Yeah. Um, but the other problem of having a TV from 1989 next to your bathtub is that it's got the electricity in it. Right. And the electricity and the water don't mix so well. You get zapped up your butthole. And that's if my husband was bringing electric equipment into my bath, I would right away say, nope, I know what you're doing. You're putting electric equipment around the water and fuck you. And no, I Jamie, I don't need toast right now. Yes. I, I'm not hungry for <laughs> Why toast. Why is the blender in here? <laughs> God damn it. So what happens is he puts the TV there and then he says, I'm just going to leave you. Again, what man would leave their wife in a tub no. if she, it's a romantic evening? Yeah. You would you would get your wing no. out and sit in the water. No. Phil would be dancing around me naked yes. with a huge boner trying yeah. to poke me in my face. In of course. But everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Your ear. Yes. Get. Yeah. Get. So yeah. what does he do? He leaves and says, I forgot something. And then he jack trippers it and trips yes. over the TV. Yes. Oh, gosh. He does a jack tripper. The TV falls into the tub. Now, I don't know if Pilar was kind of expecting this because she right away used her feet and lifted it up and threw it out of the tub super fast. Um, And then got out and was like, what in the hell? The TV fell in. And he's like, oh, 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 no, I'm so sorry. It was an accident. And so Jenny, her friend, is recalling that Pilar told her this. And she said, oh, my God, do you believe him that it was an accident? And she said, Pilar said, she did. And then Jenny's face is like, mm. it's a disappointment. Yeah. Like, come on. Then she started saying, girl, you know, it's true. Yes. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> yeah. ooh, ooh, she ooh. did. He tried to kill you. Because bum, five bum, days bum, later, bum. she's dead. Right. That was his first attempt. That was right. shitty. He's dead. And they're hearing all of this shit and then they're hoping that there's some forensic evidence that will prove that he fucked this whole scene up and he did it. Well, they get Dr. Henry Lee. He is the badass of yep. forensic files. Yep. He was with um We done the seen first him before. One, wood chipper. Wood chipper yeah. with Hella Crafts. Yep. And yeah. another one he was in. And yeah, I think he, he also was. was at Staircase with Michael <gasps> Peterson. Oh my god. Um, if the husband sees him come on the case, they should know I'm done He's for. He's the best yeah. in the biz. So he excri- describes several points that point to the husband. First off, he says, if her she's holding the gun in her hand, shooting herself in the head, her hand would have blood spatter and blood all over it. Her hands were completely clean. Right. So that means she was not holding the gun or this dick decided to just wet wipe her hands clean for some Case reason. Clothes. So right there, he says point number one. <laughs> but no, that wasn't enough. No. Point number two, they he did move her body to the floor, mm-hmm. but he said he moved it to the floor instantly when he saw her shoot herself he grabbed her threw her to the floor Mm -hmm. and started doing cpr 
Well, Dr. Lee said there was so much blood on the pillow and on the bed that they could actually weigh the dried blood crust, he said. Isn't that just fucking gross? It's like weighing my uterus. Yeah, he dries all, I mean, he weighs all of the dried blood and does like some sort of formula and finds out that she was laying there for about 20 minutes. So that... Doesn't prove he did it or not. He could have gotten his time wrong, but definitely 20 minutes is not immediately thrown on the floor like right. he told the police. Right. Um, as well as on the bed, which could add more time, is her blood was already coagulated. Yes, coagulated. Coagulated. It was done And like it already was like coming out clear or separating into clear like plasma shit that yeah. happens yeah and that's another like 20 minutes and so th- and that's what the 911 people also noticed is that the blood was already already thick and, right and so they realized she had been dead quite some time for a while before yeah. he had even called 911 because they got there almost instantly yeah. right away so that's another issue that's huge and which calls into the fact that is he staging this scene um is he saying he did a cpr or is he saying he moved her onto the floor right away and it wasn't um so things get suspicious but where it all comes to where it's just he's fucked is the fact that she's right-handed but she was shot on the left side of her head where she would have had to use Mm -hmm. her left hand and she wouldn't have done that. You don't just grab a gun with your right. left hand. Just ran. You would grab it with your hand you write with. You know, but right. even if she did that, that gun was so close to her head that you could see the sight mark. So right. at the tip of a gun is two like little like Batman ears sticking up from the barrel. And those left two line, two dark lines on her temple. So that means the gun was exactly pressed up to her temple and they could put the gun and see the exact angle of the gun. And it was at like a kind of a steep angle to where if she took her left hand and, or even if she did it with her right hand, first of all, it would be impossible to do because she have to wrap her hand around. But even if yeah. she did it with her left hand in order to have her at that spot, at that angle, she wouldn't be able to pull the trigger because your ligaments don't pull like that or whatever. He tried it because he used a real he gun. He was using it and showing it, Sarah. After seeing you don't put a real gun to your head, he took a real gun to his head and demonstrated and all these times shooting, pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger. I was like, like come on. Stop it. It was making me crazy. But he said, since we know that where the muzzle of the gun was, we know the angle of the gun, we know that it was on her left side, she would have had to use her left hand, which is weird, and the angle of it, she wouldn't have been able to put her hand around the gun. They said that instantly proves that she, it's a homicide. And the only other person that was there was Ted. And that guy said, like, he solved the crime because he did this crime in such a fucked up way. Yeah. It it just points right to him. He screwed everything up. Yeah. Even though that was his job. Yes. To be a detective. He fucked it up so bad. They even said like he, and then he gave his first story to the police thinking he was so smart. They recorded it. He was locked into that story. And then he realized that story didn't match any of the evidence. So he couldn't say his story again because he knows he was fucked. No. They arrest him. And he 
is a jerk off and then does like goes on TV and says, Oh, I didn't even do this at all. Yeah, he was doing all I these didn't do interviews. anything wrong. I yeah. wouldn't take a plea on this case this either because stupid I won't even take a plea on making an illegal left turn. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, you dick? You clearly did this. Yeah. Um, he goes on the stand himself and the prosecutors pretty much tear him apart like you can't do that dick that's a narcissist in action right there they were asking him please explain again what happened and he was saying like she was pulling her hand away and shot herself and they're like no there's muzzle marks on her head yeah it was right next to her head it was at her head and which why did she use her left hand and he was like oh why would she put it on her left side i don't know i i oh i don't know and she didn't have any blood on her hands oh um uh so he couldn't answer any questions he looked like a total asshole Mm -hmm. on top of it five weeks before she was killed he took out a $250,000 life insurance policy on her. Shocking. I know. Just shocking. Which he already had multiple policies on her. So this was like $500,000. She was worth almost $500,000. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah. What the hell? Yep. And all he wanted her dead and he wanted to start a whole life with new life with tits newspaper. <laughs> Come on so dumb oh and he thought since he has such a glowing stud reputation the police would have just been like you're one of our own we're gonna let this go it's an accident (laughs) and they were like no you fucked this up so bad we can't let it go right i can't the worst staging we've ever seen yeah this is so bad we're embarrassed you total dick yeah um yeah he is Charged with first degree murder during the trial, he was started out pretty cocky and confident. And mm-hmm. after the prosecutors, you know, handed his ass him to him, one. yeah, he started getting. There was like a picture of him in his orange jumpsuit, yeah. like all pouty yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking dick! He like immediately is found guilty right. because what they feel is like they she while she was sleeping. So I hope she never even knew. That's the Hopefully. only thing like. She maybe just went to bed and just never knew anything. He, she was sleeping, on, you know, and had her left side up. He put the gun right to her head, shoots, and in the fifteen twenty minutes, he leaves her there because all the blood is soaking out. And he's washing, washing his, his hands. hands, setting the scene, yep. and then he calls nine one one. But he wipes all the fingerprints off the gun. So another thing they said: yeah. How come her fingerprints aren't on the gun? No one's fingerprints are on it. Did you clean yeah. the gun? Why would you do that? You know, why would he? What What do you say? Like before the right? Why were you cleaning her hands of blood? Why were you cleaning the guns of fingerprints? Right. What are you doing? You know, he had nothing to say to that. Um, and then he washes his hands so the gunshot residue wouldn't. But you'd think even I heard even washing your hands, it's supposed to show up even right. like for a week. I don't know. Uh, maybe they have better stuff now that picks it up. Who knows? Um, he just fucked up so bad and then made such a strong statement at the beginning that he just cemented himself into this hole that he couldn't get out. Right. of. And so he looked like a psycho dick. Um, and they, of course, he's guilty i think he got life yeah, without he got parole life. yeah um and it's florida so geez, i know he's i was lucky surprised he didn't get i know the chair or something i don't know but what just men Dip i shit. can't even so dumb and someone who had all the tools 
to create the perfect crime. Oh, you would think so. Who knew what a detective was going to be looking for? You would hope so. Still, no. Fucked the shit. Fucked it up so bad. I mean, oh my god, I can't. The dumbest. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you could give us a review on whatever you listen to, that would be so wonderful. A rating and a review. We could use it a lot. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Yes. Send us a message. We love hearing from you. That would be so great. So fun. Um, well, I hope you liked it. And we'll be Back here next, next week. week. Yes. All right. All right. Bye. bye.